0: podcast on market in Nairn County, a non-league Scottish football club. My name is Michael and I'm taking you through life market in a non-league Scottish football team working on next to no budget. To make it a little bit trickier, I'm also doing this remotely, living over three hours away from the town of Nairn. Let's get into it. So usually at the start of the podcast, I'll give a bit of additional background information on the club. This time, I thought I would give it on the town of Nairn itself. So you can find Nairn, 13 miles east of Inverness. If you start on the train from Inverness to Nairn, you would end up in Aberdeen. We are a seaside town with a population of about 10,000 people. Well known for its beaches and two championship golf courses, Nairn was regularly referred to as the Brighton of the North back in the day. Charlie Chaplin was a regular holiday maker to the town as well. Believe it or not, we're also one of the driest places in Scotland. Two of the biggest days on the Nairn social calendar are the Nairn Highland Games and the Nairn Farmer Show. And from a sporting perspective, alongside ourselves, Nairn St Nairn play in the tier below us uh, and who also have a women's team. And there's Nairn County Cricket Club who play down at Lynx and is where the first origins of football being played in town are recorded. So hopefully you know a wee bit more about the wonderful town of Nairn. Last podcast, we talked about email marketing and content. This time around, I will cover our kits. I'll tell you now, up until helping learn, I'd only ever been involved in launching kits. It was quite the experience going through it all from design to manufacturing and then launch. As a club, unless there's a change in sponsor, we are committed to having our kits for two seasons. The way we see it is we are a non-league club it doesn't make any sense for us to, uh, or our fans to change our kits every season. When I joined, we were going through we were going into the second season of our kits and it turned out the final year of the sponsorship deal with our main sponsors due to a takeover at their end. Historically, we have used shirts manufactured by the likes of the usual suspects, Nike, Adidas, and what had been a lot more recently Puma had done a bespoke away kit for us uh, which had featured the names of all the team who won our first ever trophy as a club back in 1920. However, with the likes of the pandemic a contributing factor, they were scaling back their operations in the north of Scotland so we were going to be on the hunt for for a new supplier. When I joined the club, I wanted to do more things that brought the club closer to the town. One way and one thing I had in mind to do was to have a bespoke bespoke kit that was heavily inspired by the town. My idea was to have a home and away that featured the bandstand, uh, which is a landmark in there and that if anyone from or had a connection to the town would recognize straight away. We had a third kit the previous season and, and while not every club at our level has a third kit, I felt there was a lot of potential to do something very special with this kit and make it a charity third kit. I'd seen examples of, you know, one or two clubs doing this sort of thing. And for me, if we were going to do this, there was only one charity I wanted to try it with initially, and that was Team Hamish, a local Nairn charity. The story of the origins to the charity is heartbreaking. Team Hamish is a a Nairn charity set up by Sam and Susan Hay to create a legacy for their son Hamish, who sadly passed away in 2017, aged just eight years old first phase was the creation of Hamish's splash pad down at the links in Nairn. Unfortunately, Hamish's mother, Susan, lost her own battle with cancer um, before it officially opened. Team Hamish are, are now progressing with phase two, which is to redevelop the area of the links currently occupied by the patting, crazy golf, and um, adjacent banking and grassed areas. The thinking with the charity third kit was that if we could help shine a spotlight spotlight in any way on the charity and fundraise for the uh, phase two plans, then we wanted to try and do a bit. With all this in mind, I asked a couple of people if they knew anyone that might be up for helping with the club with kit designs. You know, like everything else, we've got no budget for this sort of thing, so we're relying on the, the generosity of some people. I was pointed in the direction of a, a gentleman called Gavin McIntosh. Who's a Greenock Morton fan that had uh, that did so you know kit des- concept designs in his spare time? Gavin, absolute top bloke that he is, uh, was more than happy t- to get involved. I sent him a brief, uh, and he came back with some concepts for the home and away shirt. After a wee bit back and forth, we had settled on something we were both absolutely delighted with. Bear in mind, obviously our colours are um, yellow. Uh, for the home and for for this time around, um, for the way we we went red, the third kit came next, and it is um, no exaggeration when I say how Gavin absolutely smashed the brief at the first time of asking, um, using the information I'd given him about the charity and and pictures of the splash pad and there. And, He went and did his own research. He found a picture of Susan in one of her favourite colourful dresses, which was like a a chevron design, and designed the shirt we have today. So, you know, straight off the bat, we knew as soon as we seen it that that was the one. Of course, at this stage, all we had was designs, and we still needed a, a kit manufacturer. So I reached out to a couple of bespoke kit manufacturers that I'd found and um, had spoke again, just asked for for advice of a couple of people on who they'd seen or used, um, but was also put in touch with a bigger well-known sports brand who said they could do custom kits for us. We met. Uh, we went and met said brand, uh, and, and a lot more expensive than the others we spoke to and the pre- previous Puma deal, their product and what they could offer us was what we were after uh, and it included an online shop that they would handle all the logistics for. We made the decision to go with a third party online shop at this stage to alleviate pressure at our end, but also allow us to broaden, you know, our, our clothing merchandise range. We had on our um, previous website, we had our own shop that um somebody at the club dealt with all the, the distribution and, and ordering, but We felt, you know, this is something that really helps with that, but also, you know, can give us a slightly different range while still being able to control some of the sort of more unique products that we have at the ground and elsewhere. Unfortunately, it didn't all go to plan. I'm not going to name uh, the company as circumstances and timings went against us in the end. But long story short, I need to scramble. To, to go back to one of the previous companies we had spoken to to see if we can make the home kits our designs for um, in in enough time, you know, for the for first pre-season game. And it's funny how things work out in the end. The company we ended up using was Hope & Glory. Um, and Rick Dennis, who who started Hope & Glory, you know, went above and beyond on more than one occasion to make sure we had our kit, including when we hit issues with sponsor logos, um, and, and a couple of one or two other little things, you know. And w- one of the good things with Hope and Glory is they also provided that online shop too, and are able to supply a decent range of, you know, different clothing options that are branded New County. We even managed to change the design of the away kit. So i be had sort of doubts. Uh, began to have doubts about having the same home and away designs, but in just different colours. You know, before we started playing in yellow, sixty-ish years ago, we played in red. We hadn't had a red kit, a red away kit, for, for a very long time, and it was something that both the director of football and myself remember having growing up. Um, so we wanted to create our own version. So after speaking to Rick at Hope and Glory, I had this idea that I wanted to feature every street name in the IV Twelve name postcode on the shirt. I spent the evening sorting out the list, Gavin kindly um I, I told Gavin about my idea cuz I just wanted to be upfront and, and transparent with him that I was um, going to change the way designs but we're doing this on a very short um notice and didn't expect him to to be doing anything but he was willing to um you know create a, a simple concept for me just to see if I was going in the right direction with it but more crucially at this stage obviously I sent that list to Rick as well at um Hope and Glory and they came back with a couple of different options uh, again, the turnaround was quick, far quicker than if we had gone with anybody else. So, again, thank you to, to Rick at Hope and Glory for that one. It looked great. You know, we had a, a Nairn County Shield on the front with every street name. We got Ivy 12 written in white on the sleeve. Uh, Balblair Road, which is the road that our ground sits on, written under the badge. So we now had our home and away shirts ready in, in, in production Rick sped up the and prioritized the production of our first team kit for for the home and away. Um, so we managed to get them plus goalkeeper kits that we picked the colors. Um, with with Rick. Um, in time for our first pre pre-season games, it was very touch and go. Didn't look like it was happening. It involved a trip down to Manchester, but again, um, it it we managed to make it work. The replicas followed a couple of weeks after, including the reserve kits which were the same design but different sponsor. However, we still had the the third kit to deal with. Because Gavin did kit designs as a hobby and wasn't a professional, um, all we had was an image, you a know, uh, file rather than the, the appropriate file type that we need. Um, and there was no guarantees that the vibrancy of the rainbow inspired design would come through. A little back and forth and uh, speaking to a couple of others about that I had done bespoke kits before, I took a calculated risk and signed off on the designs. We launched the home and away kits before our first pre-season game. Um, at this stage, because of we didn't get the those kits into Nairn until that evening before the pre-season game, we had no time for a photo shoot, so we had to use the... Uh, 3D renders that w- that were made, but you know, the, the, there was lots of positive feedback um, and, and questions about when they could buy it. The third kit, we didn't launch until mid August due to the timings of getting a kit made and sent over. And you know, compared to some other clubs during the summer, our weight wasn't even bad. Between the concept designs and launch, I, uh, I put together a small deck on why we wanted to partner. Um, with Team Hamish uh, and the initial design so we could share with Sam, Sam at the charity. Fortunately, you know, they were fully on board and when it came to discussing launch plans, it was warming to hear, you know, how, how excited they were for it. In the past, for the photo shoots, we had just used players at the ground, but for this one and the special nature of it all, I wanted to do something a bit different. I lined up a mate, um who back back home, who had two young kids, aged five and seven, as well a couple of his teenage staff to, to get to be really part of the photo shoot. After speaking the Sam at Team Hamish and, and asking, Hamish's sister Lily also got involved, which I felt brought it completely together. And the sort of final touch for that was we then added three of our own young local players into the shoot, um, which all took place at the splash pad down to links, and down on the Beach. Of course, I, kn- I knew there was every chance people would see the shirt before we were going to launch it, but with the photo shoot taking place at like 6pm in the evening and then the launch at 10am the following day, it was a risk uh, I was willing to take. And again, at this stage, relying on a very helpful um, photographer that was willing to to do the photo shoot and get the photos across to us as quick as we could. When we launched, the response from the local community, football, non-football fans, uh, was unbelievable. You know, timing's worked out well as it coincided with the the Nairn Highland Games, at which we had a stall and, and, and could sell kit. We knew we could get a lot of traffic to the stall, uh, so I sent out press releases to the local and national papers um, at 10am on the, on the Day of the Lodge. Also spoke to the local STV News about the kit. I got someone from the club that was there on the night to take some video of the behind the scenes of the photo shoot, just using their phone on landscape mode, which um, subsequently ended up getting used on the news as well. Uh, needless to say we sold out by lunchtime on game day of the kit that we had physically you know we took about 30 pre orders on the day um the all the adult kit online went by the, the saturday so within you know just over 48 hours of being on sale we were only left with a very limited number of um, junior size kit online and we were only talking one or two at this by this point You know, in in all the years of selling kit, the club has never sold as much kit in such a short space of time. Um, We were cautious with with how much kit we originally ordered, but in hindsight, we shouldn't have been, you know, we should have had faith in just how special this this kit was. Um, Our second order was huge in comparison with uh, a view to, you know, Christmas. Uh, We're going to have a dedicated league match that we're going to have for Team Hamish at Station Park. So... You know, that, that game is going to include lots of sort of fun children activities, face painting and such like. And we'll sell the the Team Hamish kit. We'll, we'll do some other fundraising um, for, for the charity as well. We're hoping that with any sort of Christmas activity in the town, we'll, we'll have uh, another sort of physical presence there. And just demand, you know, the messages that we're still getting uh, about the kit um, means that we were... Confident that we can put in that larger order, the you know the, the aim for me was to have three kits that resonated with the town uh, and 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 there and and happy to report all three had done just that. Some things I would pass on though, if you're planning on something similar or you're going through the the whole kit design process for the first time or you're going through the bespoke design process for the first time, start early. By this, I mean, if you're planning a new kit, especially a bespoke one, get your manufacturer lined up before Christmas, if possible. We did it the other way round. You know, we did designs and manufacturer. I would probably recommend doing it the other way. It will give you enough design, uh, time for designs too. You know, the guys at Hope and Glory, they designed shirts. Um, Just the way it worked out is we had Gavin on board and um, who had done the concepts for us and, and Hope and Glory turned them into shirts for us. But somebody like Open Glory can do the designs, excellent designs for you as well. So it, it's one to, um, I definitely think the manufacturer, you know, we, we were rushing it a little bit in the end. Um, you know, with, with a last minute change in manufacturer, so the little nice to haves were probably missed or not possible, or in the case of the bandstand design on the front of the shirt, not enough time to think about what would work best. So in this instance, Uh, And I'll give you an example. The original concept design had the bandstand a bit darker, like a a sort of grey colour on the front of the shirt. The final shirt, which I signed off, was more subtle. And don't get me wrong, it's still a cracking shirt. um, But the more time you would have, you would get a sample shirt to really review and and more time to think, you know, oh, actually, this is what I want with the shirt. You know, we were having to look at it for a couple of minutes and go right is this definitely what we're wanting we were we were originally designing our shirts without a new sponsor um as as mentioned on uh um at the start you know we were changing sponsor but we didn't have a new one lined up at the time so we just used uh mikey's line who we've got on the back of our shirts and who was on the front of our home shirt last year um as the, the sort of placeholder to give that idea of what it would look like. And then once the time Murray Travel came came on board, we dropped that and shared the designs with um, Murray Travel um, and it made it very easier then to, to sell and how, how things would look for, for them. I'd say, especially with, with a, a bespoke kit, have a, have a clear objective with your shirts uh, in mind. And, and if you have one that is, you know, a good brief goes a long way. Don't be scared to be bold with designs. If anything I have I've always seen is um and, and speaking to, you know, head of retail at the Scottish uh, Scotland national team before uh, and and various every bold sales, Um, you know, that that's the reason why the team Hamish kit works as well as you know, the charity element of it. It's just how vibrant the the shirt is. Communication is important as well as organization from from your end. Be on top of your numbers and outstanding actions. If you can get your sponsor to agree to a monochrome logo, do it. Um, Yeah, it looks far, far cleaner and far nicer. You know, Murray Travel were happy with us making their, their logo all black on the home shirt and all white on the away shirt, and it makes such a difference. It should also be noted at this point that Murray Travel allowed us to put the Team Hamish logo on the front of our um, third shirt despite having the rights to it. Um, so really a top, top sponsor on, on that set of things. We, we put them on the rear. Um, again, monochrome uh, blue logo um, it ended up being on, on the rear of the shirt, but um, a really generous sponsor on that front and we can't thank them enough for that. finally, if you're thinking about new kit and a new manufacturer, I generally would recommend Hope & Glory. They have been great for us so far. Um, we have some exciting plans for our range uh, via the, the online store platform. Already got some wild ideas for what we'll do in a couple of years' time, but you know, I'd be more than happy to, to make that intro or have a chat about them if you wanted to know more. And that is it for this round of podcasts. Hopefully, some useful insights into what I've experienced at Neon County. Of course, every club will be experiencing something different. You know, this isn't this podcast has never set out to be a this is what you should do. It's been more a documenting of the journey to to hopefully learn from some of my mistakes or or, or pick up a little bit of oh that, um, things that might work for you. So oh that might be a good idea or we've not thought about that. Feel free to to get in touch with me by searching for Michael Bachel. It's B-O-C-H-E-L, in case you're wondering, uh, on Twitter or LinkedIn. Check out my website where I offer freelance sports marketing consultancy, www.michaelbockel.co.uk. You can also sign up to my free fortnightly sports market newsletter there where I send lots of great examples of work done by other sports and clubs for inspiration.